Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, a special Emergency Nurses Week 2019 edition of the podcast. This is Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association. Welcoming back our longtime listeners and offering a welcome to our first-time listeners as well. Uh, today, like I said, it's a special episode. Uh, we've got a relatively new ED nurse, uh, Ivan Escobar, who works in the Chicago area, and uh, he's got quite an interesting story about making a difference, and that's the theme for EN Week this year, is making a difference. So let's welcome Ivan to the, the podcast. Ivan, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, Ivan, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, first off. Um, you know, I understand that you've only been an ED nurse for a short amount of time, but you've got some experience uh, with the ED beyond that. So just to kind of walk us through a little bit about who you are. Yeah. Um, well, I used to be an EMT. I still have my EMT license. I did the private ambulance company for about a year. And then uh, I applied at a hospital in, in the ER as an ER tech. And I've been there for about five years. I've recently graduated in May of 2019 out of Malcolm X College nursing program. And I've been uh, a ED nurse now for about a little over a month at St. Anthony Hospital in Chicago. Okay. And, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, when we, before we talked, before we started here, that um, one of the, the initial things you've done since you've been an ER, uh, ED nurse is that uh, you became a member of ENA. Um, how did you put two and two together? What, what about, what kind of drew you toward ENA and, and decided that you wanted to become a member? While I was working at the hospital, I've always seen the flyers posted about the ENA. I've always read them, been kind of interested about them. And uh, as soon as I graduated, I knew that was the first thing I wanted to do because uh, emergency is my life. I, I, I love the emergency room. I've, I've worked there for, like I said, a, a little over five years and, anything emergency i i want to get more knowledge and you know learn more sure so the story that we're going to talk about here doesn't involve something happening in ed so walk us through um you know what uh, what you experienced in in the last couple of weeks and and what's uh, drawn some uh, some media attention here in the chicago area um so you want me to tell you the story yeah or? so you know uh, it sounds like you were just it was sort of a normal day for you you're off work you're just kind of running some errands and things like that and, and you happened upon something that you're probably more used to seeing in the ed than outside of it right yeah so i was uh i left the family party to go pick up my mom and to bring her back to the family party and on my way there um my son went with me it was me and my son so uh on the way to uh pick up my mom We've heard gunshots uh, on, the, on, the, on the streets. So as we kept going, we heard this lady screaming for help. So we uh, we turned around and uh, parked behind their truck. And as I got out, um, I walk up to the driver's side door of the car, and I see the guy was shot in the head. So uh, I grabbed the, the nearest thing nearby, which was a, a teddy bear that was laying there, and I pr pressed it upon his head. And to help stop the bleeding till um, EMS services arrived. So this is probably the last thing you would have expected to see. Just kind of you know just doing your own thing on a weekend. This is out of context. You used to rolling into the ED, but here you're out on the street. Um, is this just all instinct? Is this training? What what really kicks in once you see you know what this what this person is is dealing with? Um, you know, which sounds pretty horrific. You know, um, you know to be. 
shot in such a way and, and to be sitting in a car, um, what, what, what really kicks in for you at that moment? Um, some of it was, was instinct. A lot of it was just uh, um, hearing that lady scream. And then uh, once we, we saw her, we saw like bystanders standing by and nobody really helping. So I think that's what did it more than anything was just seeing that she was uh, she needed help and just she wasn't receiving it. She was screaming for it and everybody was just standing around. I saw a few people just pulling out their cell phones and recording and that that kind of did it for me. I felt like someone needed to step up. Okay. So um, you're, you're there applying pressure with a teddy bear, which, you know, obviously, you know, anybody who's seen stop the bleed training, anything that you can use to, to, you know, to apply pressure is a good thing. You're going to give, give this guy a, a fighting chance. Uh, how long before, uh, you know, for, before the paramedics hit the scene there? Um, to me, it felt like forever, <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> I want to say within like five, 10 minutes, they were there. Okay. Um, the the uh, Chicago Police Department arrived first, and then a few minutes after that, the um, ambulance and the uh, fire truck showed up. Okay. So you know, there's a lot going on. Like you said, it seemed like it went on forever, even though it probably was just a, a you know a couple of minutes from start to finish. Um, what what happens for you now? So now they've got him loaded up, and they're taking him off for uh, you know for next level care. You know, try to save this guy's life. Um, wh what was next for you? I mean. Uh, police interested in what you heard and what you saw or you know was it just okay now you're, you're back to just kind of moving on to the rest of your day I mean it seems like something would be hard to just move on from right yeah so as soon as uh the ambulance took him I walked back to my car because uh like I said I was with my 13 year old son so my next thing was making sure that he was okay because he had uh witnessed everything so we talked for a little bit um, and then we, we just went about our day to go pick up my mom. And as when she hopped into my car, I told her, I was like, mom, you can not believe what happened. And I go and I tell her the story and, and then she just goes off into another story. Like, <laughs> I don't think she, she knew like how like serious it was, or, uh, I don't know if, uh, she took it like, uh, I don't know, like, like, uh, I'm not sure if she understood what I was trying to tell her, I guess. <laughs> So she thought you were just making <laughs> so conversation, that, it sounds like. Yeah, so it, that kind of felt weird to me. I'm like, did this just happen on the way to pick up my mom? Like, I couldn't believe it. So we go back to the party, and I, I try to explain to some of my family members there at the party what, what just happened. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, I'm not sure they try to blow it off on purpose. I think they <laughs> just thought I was trying to make conversation. And then I, I so the rest of the day, I'm just in there. I couldn't believe what just happened. And. I don't know. I, I, I thought I was being pranked at, at one point and oh, it, it was just a weird feeling. So you, like I mentioned earlier, you, uh, you did get a little bit of media attention. Uh, you were on uh, one, the local NBC affiliate telling your story there. Um, did that, is that when it sort of set in for your family? Really, you know, what you were able to do for this guy, you know, on the street, just, you know, just when you happen to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I, I think that's when they when they uh, realized how big it was and how serious it was. Um, first, I think it was uh, the Chicago Tribune had posted an article online about it. Okay. And then uh, that's when the uh, the news media the uh, the station started contacting me and and saying they wanted an interview. Sure. And once I did the interview, I think that's how like big my family kind of knew how, how big it was. 
So what was the reaction from uh, from your coworkers? And, and why don't you give a shout out to where you work? And and but what did your coworkers over there uh, think about all this? Uh, they thought it was great. Um, a, a lot of uh, what the media. Well, let me say first, I work at St. Anthony Hospital in Chicago, and I'm extremely proud to work there. It's a great team, great ED. Um, it's a small community hospital, but they do a lot of big things. But uh, yeah, that, they were all proud. But one thing that the uh, that they didn't see on TV is that because, uh, of course, I think they edit the interview. But I, I gave a, a big shout out to them. They they do it every day. We're, we're a team. Like I I couldn't do it alone, I w- especially with uh without my team members or equipment and things like that, and the doctors I work there. But um and also with like I I I've told the media too that uh, you know it's not just us. It's like the entire medical field, the first responder field, from the from the police department to the ambulances, to the emergency rooms. Like, we're all a big family. We all help each other. Without each other, I, you know, I don't think uh, it, it goes just as smooth. I, th- I think that's a great point. You need to talk about the teamwork and collaboration that goes on. But, um, you know, what I've learned in a couple of years of, of being a part of ENA is, a, you know, on the staff side of things, um, ED nurses, they, they, they do a lot of great things, but they're, they're pretty modest about the things they do. Um, so th- this puts you kind of in a weird spot where, I mean, you, you do this sort of thing all the time where you're helping, you know, save people's lives, but you know, this one obviously drew a lot of attention for you individually. So how has that been for you to kind of navigate this idea that people are, uh, you know, describing you as a hero or doing something, you know, out of the ordinary when this is really what your job is on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's still weird. I'm, I'm still getting, uh, like my mind wrapped around it because sure. Like I said, after that happened, I I just go back to my regular life. <laughs> um, I I go home, watch TV, rest, go to the gym. So it's all it's all normal to me almost. But sure. um, I didn't expect them to. Uh, uh, I didn't expect the media to pick it up and make a story about it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around that. Well, speaking of wrapping your head around it, you mentioned going back and talking to your son about this after the fact. Um, did this sort of, you know, really, you know, was this an opportunity for you to really explain to him about what it is that you do as an ED nurse and how you're there to help people who come in in all sorts of different conditions, suffering from all sorts of traumas? It, was this an opportunity to really give him a full idea of, of what your job is about? And this is just a way that it, it, it showed itself? Yeah, uh, exactly. And and also just the, the, the big, uh, I think the big thing he took from it also was just like, that the idea of uh, it's okay to help people, you know, like you get a, no, no matter the the moment or how scared you are, you know, when someone's in need, I I think uh, he took a lot from just being there for somebody, you know, and just doing what you can. Well, that's great. I mean, I think that's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of times where your family tries to understand what it is that you do for a living and and maybe they don't want to hear the stories. It sounds like in this case, they weren't really that interested in the story. They didn't know what it was about, but uh, (laughs) But, you know, but it's, it's sometimes it probably can be hard to describe the things you go through because, you, you know, there's a lot of bad that you see. But obviously there's a um, some good that came from this. I, I, have you had any word on, on this gentleman's condition since uh, since all this happened a couple of weeks ago? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I went and visited him last week and uh, I, I bought his little girl. Yeah, so at the time he had a, a little girl in the car with them. Oh, boy. Um, I bought his little girl a teddy bear from okay. Build the Bear. <laughs> So um, I, I, I met him and his family and his wife and they were grateful and uh, 
uh, he's, he's, he seems okay. He's walking around, he's talking. Um, he still has the, the bullet wedged um, or lodged in his forehead still. Oh, wow. And uh, he's going to need surgery, uh, plastic surgery to get it out. Okay. So, and, and it's something that, you know, comes up from time to time when, when nurses are, you know, thrust into situations like this outside the ED, most of the patients that come through there, you don't really, you know, they're kind of there and they're gone. You don't really get a chance to, to know much more about them other than how you treated them. So how unique is it an opportunity to get to, to meet this person and, you know, to, you know, have a little bit of a connection beyond just what you would see normally in the ED? Yeah, it it made my it made me love my job a lot more just to know the outcome this time of of a patient I treated. Yeah. Um like you said in the ED you really don't get a a follow up of how they're doing, but just knowing any little thing that you did that helped, you know, helped them. So it 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 made me love my job a lot more. That's great. Well, you know, like I said at the top here, you know, it's Emergency Nurses Week. It's about making a difference. And, and certainly uh, you made a tremendous difference for this guy. And, um, you know, especially, you know, it's great to hear your story about being relatively new as an ED nurse. But uh, it sounds like you got a lot of passion for it. And what, what kind of uh, career aspirations do you have for yourself? I know it's early on, but, you know, as an ED nurse, where, where do you see yourself going in your career? Um, I want to remain a needy nurse. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm extremely satisfied there. I love it. Uh, I don't see myself moving away from it. That's great. That's great. Ivan Escobar, yeah, we appreciate you joining us here on the ENA podcast, especially, you know, being Emergency Nurses Week. So uh, congratulations to you on, uh, you know, really making a difference, you know, in this uh, uh, unlikely of scenarios. You know, you don't expect these things to happen when you're, you're just, uh, you know, uh, taking people to and from a, a family party, but um, obviously you, you're, you did your job even though you weren't on the clock and you weren't in the ED. So thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So that'll do it for this episode of the uh, ENA podcast. And uh, again, we thank Ivan Escobar for being a part of it. There's a lot of Emergency Nurses Week 2019 uh, stuff happening on our social media. So be sure to check out at ENA org on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the ENA podcast so you can hear episodes like this, and as well as uh, some recaps on Emergency Nursing 2019 and our usual uh, interviews with some of our clinical guests who are talking about some of the things that ED nurses are seeing in their department. Until next time, this is Dan Campana. Thank you for listening. <laughs>